Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new year edition of Pod by the Bay. I'm your host, Nathan Bond, joined alongside me, Seth Varnador, Robert Stieg. It is the first podcast of 2024 for you boys. Um, we wanted to do something a little different. We're going to do a little football year in review. Mm-hmm. Um, very exciting season for your South Florida Bulls. Kind of put a bow on at least this part of the football um, season. I know I know. there's still a second signing day. Uh, the coaches conference, uh, I think, kicks off this week. So there's potential for movements of assistant coaches. I know LSU fired like four coaches on Wednesday or Tuesday. Um, there will be more of that. There will be more movement uh, in the coming days and weeks. But to put on a, a perfect bow of this, what six and uh, seven and six season for your South Florida Bulls capped off by that 45 to nothing drubbing of Syracuse in the Boca Raton Bowl. Um, I wanted to kind of, you know, give some moments and, you know, highlight some things that we may have even forgotten um, from this very long season that started back in August or September 2nd, uh, I guess would be the correct date that the season started. Um, so I gave you guys some categories to kind of pick and I'll let you guys go. And then I'll, I'm what I'm, what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to pick which one was the best moment, like what, you know, one for best moment you guys are going to give maybe two, or maybe it's the same one and I'll vote and pick which one it is kind of throwing you guys a curveball on that one. Didn't let you know on that little secret. Um, so first category of the night, Best moment for your South Florida Bulls. Steve, you're the youngest one here. I'll let you go first. I I think I'm gonna go with two moments in particular. One is like a a personal one, and then one is like where I was like, yeah, that was that was kick-ass. It's gonna sound weird, but that opening drive against Western Kentucky when everything came like everything was rolling, everything was coming together. The plays were executing, and you basically saw every asset or every facet of what this offense was going to look like for the rest of the year. Like that opening drive was basically like, "This is what's going to happen. Have fun!" Like to be capped off with that Byron Brown touchdown, and then the uh, go immediately to the clip of goal is just fist bumping on the sideline. It seemed like there was a huge sense of relief that they moved the ball extremely efficiently uh, in, in multiple ways and were able to score against an opponent who, at the time, we thought was just going to just kind of trub us for a little bit there like we we didn't think that there was gonna be much of a chance um you know to keep up with that high powered high octane western kentucky offense uh and then all of a sudden you know we go down there and score and, and look like a high you know powered octane offense so that was a uh, one of my best moments and then uh to the personal side of things uh sitting in the rain watching the alabama game taking a three nothing lead oh boy man like <laughs> like soaking wet and just like all the Alabama fans around us, just like contemplating if life is worth it at this current moment, looking up uh, directions to the skyway. Yeah. <laughs> like it was just, it was such a magical moment. Like it was so fun to be in that final score aside. That was, that was phenomenal. Seth, you know, I, I kind of think in terms of games more than moments, but so I'm trying to narrow it down. Um, to me, 
there's a lot of good moments during the year. I'm going to say the touchdown pass to Trophy Brown in the bowl game because that was pretty much like, first of all, it was a perfect throw, a beautiful route, in stride, beautiful touchdown. And then basically it was like game over. This thing's done. Um, in the bowl game, it was just like it was just kind of a perfect play executed perfectly. I think it put you up like 21 nothing at the time. I think maybe even 24 nothing. Uh, so I'll say that because I think, you know, the bowl game was a big moment of catharsis, I think, for the fan base. You saw that with all the people jumping on the field at the end of the game. So much positive energy. Um, you know, I took video of it. You, it's just a mass of USF people around having a great time at the bowl game. It was really, really great. And the, it was such a big moment, I think, of relief for fans for the last four or five years. And I thought that touchdown kind of kicked all that off. That was like, okay, this one's over. Like, from here on out, it's just icing on the cake. So I'll say that touchdown to Trophy Brown. And he's on my fantasy team, so I get points for that even better. <laughs> um, those are a couple of very good moments. Um, I'm going to go – I'm going to side with Seth here uh, on this one. Um, mostly because it was it – was Catharsis. It it is what this fan base needed for a very very long time. It's been a very long time since you know 2017. Even then, probably probably 2016's bowl game of like I feel really good about the off season. There, there was like positive momentum forward. You know, even after the 2016 bowl game, you you beat you know South Carolina. And you have the unknown of, okay, well, if Charlie Strong just fixes the offense. So you have the hope there. Or it fixes the defense, excuse me. You have the hope there. Uh, after the 2017 season, it was, well, you know, Quentin's gone. A lot of the skilled players are gone. Um, Sterling Gilbert has already proven that he's a terrible coach and terrible human being who probably kicks puppies. More um, criminal, allegedly. <clears throat> allegedly. Um, so not great. And then the 2018 bowl game, it was just uh, people want to forget about that. Um, so this was that moment for me. Um, that was just the, the, the entire night, the, the 16 hours we spent in Boca. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was, uh, yeah, I could not sleep. So I left at three o'clock in the morning, drove home, <laughs> drove into the office on Fridays. So. Chaotic. To Steve, quick story. I text I text uh Seth at like probably like it was probably like six forty five, seven o'clock. And had done breakfast and he goes, Yeah, I couldn't sleep. Um I am about to pull into the office. I was like, Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. It hit like two thirty and I'm like, I'm not getting to sleep. First of all, it's the Catalina yeah. wine mixture and Step Brothers is on TV, like it's not happening. So um yeah, so I was just like, I'll just drive home. I'll go to the office. They're not going to make me take a full day off for a half day of work. So, uh, yeah, I drove in and I heard somebody in the office say, I heard somebody in the office say, yeah, I was up till midnight last night watching the USF game. I was like, brother, me too. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> so, oh, man. Yeah. So, fair enough. All right. Flip side of best moment, worst moment, Seth. Driving home at 3, 3 a.m. <laughs> no, that was all right. That wasn't too bad. I had some podcasts to listen to. It wasn't too, there's nobody on the road. So, um, no, I'd say the onside kick against FAU. 
because that was kind of like two games worth of really bad in a row, right? Right. It was UAB, FAU. And then yeah. that was just like, uh, just such a like rub it in your face moment. And where I think the fan base psyche was from the UAB game and then where that ended up was pretty low. So, you know, it, it kind of was, uh, I'd say like the catharsis of the bowl game, like the inherent, the opposite was this onside kick moment where you're like, oh my gosh, FAU is going to come in here and be better than us immediately in conference. It's all going down in flames. This is terrible. We'll never get back. I think a lot of that came out. And if you're in a, any kind of Discord game thread, you probably saw that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that moment I think was probably pretty down because you're getting clowned by, you know, FAU. Yeah. After Steve, you wax by yeah. You. I mean, pretty much the same. The only other moment would be like the punt return for a touchdown. Like it, it just seemed like the wheels were just completely falling off the wagon at that point. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, I mean, it, that, I mean, worst moment, not a moment that two game stretch, probably. I think that's probably the, the, the right answer. Um, you know, there, there are bad, you know, instances times um, here and there, but ultimately it kind of made up for it towards the end of the year. But like for about two weeks there, you know, all hope was lost. It felt like, and that went into the bye week, right? Or was yeah. it UConn into the bye week? UConn into the bye week. They wanted UConn to, and then to went stop the, the bye skid. week. Stop the skid. Yeah, um, I would wholeheartedly agree there. That two game uh, skid slide backslide um, abomination. I, I mean however you want to call it that was brutal to see um i think you could argue that the yukon game may be up there for best moment as well like there's parts of that <laughs> game though the big naquan right run in that game to take the lead yeah 10 10 10 point deficit going into the fourth quarter yeah that's a that's a pretty good one too because the, the the other moment doesn't happen without that one so that's in the contention i'd have to say yeah, I agree. Um, that is definitely uh, up there for sure. Um, and then funniest moment, Stieg. Uh, what was your funniest moment from this season? The funniest moment to me was every week hearing a rumor about when USF was going to release the rentings for the on-campus stadium <laughs> and hearing people justify their reasoning by, oh, they're going to release it before the F- the FAMU game, the first game of the year. Oh, they're going to release it before the Alabama game, all eyes on TV. Oh, they're going to release it before homecoming. And I was like, every time I, I, I heard one of those, I, I'd laugh at it to my, my secret source. Um, when USF the entire time was like, yeah, I wouldn't, we have the renderings ready. We're going to release them on a board of trustees meeting. Like it was, it was very clear what USF was not going to pull any surprises to try to win over some, some charity or anything like that. It was when they're ready, you'll see it. And we've told you when they're going to be ready. Uh, Seth, funniest moment for you. 
when it started raining that hard in the Alabama game after USF was up, was up three nothing, because then you're like, oh, this could actually they could actually win this. <laughs> yeah, I, I think like to me the Alabama game was where the funny moments are. You know, you're beating Alabama, then the rains comes, and you're like, well, these quarterbacks Alabama's trotting out three nothing might hold up. Like you know, <laughs> <laughs> if it keeps raining like this all game, so. Yeah, that was a that was a that was a crazy game. Um, so that to me, the kind of probably being up being up three nothing when the rain started uh, is probably to me the funniest moment. I tried to think of other ones. I just couldn't. Nothing popped. There's top ahead. There's two for me that I think. Uh, like you got your your options are great. There's two for me. Um, that kind of took the cake. I'm going to go off the board here, uh, just because I want to mention these two. Um, the confluence of events in the bowl game with the fumble returned for a touchdown, then got called back because of the blindside block on Byron Brown, ending with like a, a fumble that basically puts them like into very deep field goal range, and then just the absolute butchering and scoop and score like that five minute of game was possibly the funniest thing I've seen on a field that didn't have yakety sacks on it. Like it was remarkable uh, to watch that live. Um, And there's been a lot of times where USF has kind of been on the opposite end of that. So um, seeing that, and then for me personally, the funniest thing, the funniest moment that happened all season was the inside joke becoming public. <laughs> the yeah. thing that we have talked about for like three years, finally becoming public and like tripling down on being hacked. With it, like, well. there, I'm almost, I don't know when it happened, but I think it may have happened right around the FAU game or a little bit later. And it just kind of helped alleviate (laughs) ease things um but golly what what a time to be on the internet at that at that particular moment Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. those were two funny moments i was gonna say our collective uber trips but those were more (laughs) hero those are more harrowing Maybe the funniest yeah. moment, uh, our, one of our Uber drivers had seven McDonald's cups in his car, all filled with water. Yep. That could be. That was uh, chaotic. That might be and almost getting us killed by the USF uh, <laughs> team bus. Team yeah, that's, a, that's a good And the police in Connecticut. Yeah. Um, the one guy missing the bridge in Connecticut. <laughs> um, yeah. Everything in Hartford closing at like 9 p.m. That was That was interesting. Um, and then great the the uber back to the hotel after the boca ball was (laughs) that was one one for the ages we got a talk we got a talker steve i love a talking uber driver is my dream literally silence in an uber driver as soon as no this is your no oh god as soon as you as soon as we get in the car he's got like these lights on the top of it on like the ceiling of his car yeah like like little dot lights you guys like these lights? I'm like, yeah, sure, sure. It's one o'clock in the morning, bro. <laughs> Put them in myself, and they just started. And from there, it was all. <laughs> Hell yeah! 
We love a it passionate was. king. Oh. Oh. Well. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it was rough. It was yeah, rough. It, so like, I did like he we, said. We cuss on this podcast and stuff, but like what he said was just like, yeah, it it's a, not safe for any. It was adult, adult, adult in nature. Oh, God. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't think he went off rails. I thought he was just bragging about the light scenes. Oh, no. Man. Oh, no. That yeah. was just how that it started. Was, I shouldn't have said that was, I liked it. That was his opener. Yeah. <laughs> and then his second one was where you guys from? Nate's from Tampa. He's like, oh, so you guys probably like country music. When he's getting the music. I'm like, bro, what do you think? Where do you think Tampa is? Like, it was wild. Uh, North Florida, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> the panhandle, baby. <laughs> All right, right. Next to Weewa Hitchka. I mean, essentially. Um, team MVP. Steve, Byram, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, because this one's gonna deal with the second one uh, in a second. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Team MVP has to be Byram. I mean, the, the the season doesn't chug along as as fluidly as it does without your quarterback. You you see the difference between having a good quarterback and having a bad quarterback. He's yeah, the take, MVP. Take him off the team; they don't make a bowl game. So. Yeah. And that's why he's not riding around in a scooter anymore. God bless. It was wild that it took that long. Yeah. (laughs) As long as it happened. Nico, great job, buddy, in the bowl game. Really good. The future's bright at Tennessee. No need to worry about that quarterback position. That one's all locked up. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God. Grayson McCall, great choice. North Carolina State. Awesome job, buddy. Suits you perfectly. <laughs> uh, biggest surprise. So. Sean Atkins. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll give, I guess uh, being the guy to break be the, the to 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 break the curse. Yeah. That I think was was I mean we talked about it we we I mean Nathan Nathan Seth and I probably talked extensively about how we thought maybe it'd be like a Naeem Simmons or like a Jaden Alexis like a Yusuf Terry a fully healthy Yusuf Terry might be able to do it and we we didn't suspect the 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 former meat market server <laughs> to to come out and. Catch for a thousand yards for the first time in program history. You know, wasn't on our radar. I'll give an honorable mention uh, to Logan Berryhill, just because of like I, I think like e- making like an immediate impact in the Western Kentucky game and getting a few interceptions under his belt and everything. That was a I, I don't want to say that's the biggest surprise. That was a pleasant surprise mm-hmm. uh, to hear that name because of the first time he got an interception. Uh, we were at the, uh, or actually, when he made that, he made like a pass breakup against Western Kentucky, where he almost, you know, uh, decapitated someone. And I said, "Is that Logan Berryhill?" <laughs> and then I realized Logan Berryhill was starting, <laughs> like the former <laughs> wide receiver turned cornerback, turned wide receiver, turned cornerback, turned safety is our starting safety. And then he made an interception, and then I ate my sock. Yeah. Yeah. I said Sean Atkins because I think it was probably to like the eighth game of the year. Every game I was singing, all right, when's when's somebody going to take this guy's spot? Like, like when, when, <laughs> when, when is when is somebody going to take over his snaps? Like, 
Um, and that's like my, that's been probably my biggest blind spot uh, covering USF is his emergence. And that to me, it's, it was really surprising to me. And like, I think I said it to you in the, at the press box in the bowl game, Nathan, like his feet are just, must be just unbelievable because mm-hmm. he just gets in and out on people so quick. And yeah, it's, it's, uh, that to, <laughs> I'm, I'm, Constantly surprised uh, by Sean Atkins. Sean Atkins finishes with 92 catches, uh, 1,054 yards, and seven touchdowns. I think probably the most impressive thing about him is just the consistency. Um, Starting with the Alabama game, he had either six catches or 100 yards in every single game the rest of the year. And they're from uh, October 7th to the final game uh, of the regular season versus Charlotte. He had at least seven receptions. So that was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven straight games. And he only had a paltry six receptions in the bowl game for 93 yards and two touchdowns. So um, that that's embarrassing for him for sure uh, that he couldn't get uh, seven catches. But like the, I mean, he's ginger. Of course, we're going to do well. Of course, the ginger head coach is going to get the ginger guy the ball. Like, it just makes – you know how there aren't many of us that play football and there are even fewer that are good at it? Like, when you get a ginger head coach and a, a ginger wide receiver, we're going to try to make sure that he gets the damn ball. And it worked. Um, and he's already said he's coming back. Byron's already said he's coming back. That's uh, set up um, – You'll you'll hear it at some point on the Blood Boy Roundtable, but I will say it here and ferociously. The fact that this – I think this is probably going to be my big surprise going off the board. The fact that nobody of importance, quote-unquote, opted out or transferred before the bowl game and it's still there hasn't been that mass exodus like you've seen at other places so far speaks to the culture and what this team is building toward in 2024. And I think that's probably one of the most exciting things. Um, and, you know, it could all change within the next couple of weeks. I think the portal uh, closed on Tuesday, May 1st, it opens up again. So you, you'll see more, you know, matriculation, you know, after spring, but what this team's been able to do and keep, the key guys, the core, you know, the, from people that I know around the programs, and the the core guys, the guys we want are going to be here. That's got to be a big surprise. I'm what they what they've been able to do. I'm excited to see what they can build off of um, this season. I didn't expect them to make a bowl game. I thought four wins would be a great start, and to get seven in year one is damned impressive. I went back and listened to our uh, preseason episode. And maybe this will be a different episode. But I went back and listened to our preseason episode. Uh, and Stieg was the only one that said, I said, best case scenario, they make a bowl game. I think you were in the same spot, Nate. You said they make a bowl game. Stieg went out and said, best case scenario, everything's perfect. They went eight games. So Stieg was the only one that thought, make a bowl game and win it, I guess. So. Good job, Steve. Yeah, I did it. He also said on the negative side that they would go winless. So 
Yeah. <laughs> he was in prepared fairness, for all. He was prepared for all outcome. In, in fairness, I think aside from the Charlotte game, I still feel that way. Like I, even looking back, I still feel like we could have lost the FAMU game. We could have lost the UConn game. We could have lost uh, Temple. Yada yada yada. Charlotte's the only game where I was like, yeah, we fucking killed them. Like <laughs> that was the only like. We would have uh, won an 11 again. Navy was kind of like that, too. Yeah, Navy was kind of, yeah. Navy, Navy felt like more of like a... They they pulled away at the end with uh, that fumble return for a touchdown. But yeah, I mean, those two games are really the only like big like blowout. Everything else, I was like, oh, we're, we're still learning. Oh, uh, fun fact. I told Tremel Logan this, and I posted it on Twitter during the bowl game. Uh, Tremel Logan had three touchdowns this year. He would be tied for the team lead by any Iowa offensive player. Um, and then I went to go double check before I said that just now, and then I remember they got shut out in their bowl game, so that's okay. <laughs> Don't worry about that. More than joke was cool. Um, so I did this like final one. Kind of this will kind of lead into the off season. Kind of focus and. There's there's been a couple of defections um, since we last spoke. Is there one thing you want to see changed or change heading into 2024 from this oh, program? I took that. Forward? I took that as one thing you would change about the season previously. Oh, you know what? Yours is probably better. Well, oh, I'd, 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 I'd flip the UTSA version. Charlotte game. I, I the uh, I'd flip those two games on the schedule if if you could if you gave me God's pen to change that. I'd flip flop those two, uh, just just to give uh, that sense of relief where I wasn't shitting my pants going into that Charlotte game, thinking, "Oh God!" Uh, especially after they went down and scored, um, I'd rather have the relief of having that sixth win and then just going out and laying an egg against UTSA again. I'd rather do that. Mm. Interesting, Seth. I mean, I, I'm going to answer your version of the question, Nathan. I think like more access for the Bayer Examiner would really help this program take the next <laughs> step. Uh, I mean, that's just just give us a little clinic. That's all we need. just a little clinic so we can yeah. explain better to the people what's going on. Yeah. We're on your side. We love a good coach's clinic. We know you guys listen. We're on your side. We're here to help. I'm a former coach. I'm not here to badmouth you guys. I'm here to help you. Explain and what I you want to do. Three years left of where I can't publicly uh, say anything bad about. Yeah, it. we made a, so, like, take advantage. Nathan's a man of his word. Yeah, that's all it, we're saying. I mean, to be fair, it was it wasn't hard to not do that this year. So great year, yeah, great job by him. Like even during the the FAU UAB catastrophes. Yeah, pains off. And he earned the it. Thing, Alex Golish two and zero in one score games this season. So. Yeah. Late game management, not terrible. On the flip side, like all of the losses were just blowouts. So, I, know, I mean, hey man, like, a little bit. when they didn't have Except it, they didn't it have it. Yeah. When they didn't have it, they didn't have it. That's all right. So, yeah. What was the what, what was the number? When's the last time Alabama scored seventeen points? Uh, uh, it was, I think it was twenty. 15 versus Auburn. I would have to search the tweets for it. Even Michigan couldn't 
replicate the success of the USF defense. That's the funniest. That's the funniest. Yeah, that is definitely the funniest moment. Holding Alabama to just 17 points. And they – Seven, like, with a minute left. (laughs) Yeah, and it probably should have been just 13 except for the jumping off sides on the fourth down. (laughs) That's that's right. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, what a- what happened after was not a funny moment, but no. Mm-hmm. Oh, to- another. I mean, the 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 fight, the punch. Probably forgot about that. Yeah, that was so early in the season. Yeah, man. See, these are the things you don't. You don't. Think That's where we were like moments. I'm like, season. I don't remember. There's. I'm forgetting it's just a lot one of giant moment. blur. Yes, I'm forgetting a lot of moments. <laughs> Yeah. So, Steve, I'm going to ask you the question: what What do you want to see change going into 2024? What's the... going forward? I I like uh, I'm going to get really like kitschy and niche here. I'd like to see like what. It is something from this offense feels like it's still missing something. Like, I don't know if it's like, like consistent ground game. Yeah. I, I guess consistency on the ground game would be nice. I, I, I think they have enough home run hitters uh, speed wise. I know there were some discussions about a certain player uh, who not uh, fans want back, not happening. Um, but I, I think they have enough home run hitters, you know, top to bottom that are younger, um, you know, that, that might be taller too to to make up for that but it just seems like the ground game was more reliant on byron brown's ability to run rather than a running back's ability to get those three to four yards every single time i i I think hitting a guy or or teaching a guy to just consistently get those four to five yard chunk plays out of those you know speed sets uh, is is extremely valuable i know a lot of fans had issues with the at times the the run run pass you know, taking 25 seconds off the board. But if you catch a linebacker sleeping, if you catch a defensive tackle not paying attention, all of a sudden, you know, your your first down and 10 turns into a second down and four. And then that second down and four turns back into a first down and 10. And, and then all of a sudden things are starting to snowball a little bit more. So I, I think that's probably something that I, I'd like to see you changed out of the offense. Defensively, uh, give up less points. <laughs> like I like uh duh. Um, but I, I think the defense played fine for the most part this year. Um, you know, the, the scheme uh w- was very reliant on you know getting turnovers, creating havoc. I really like watching havoc. I like getting turnovers. Uh sure at times they they bent like a like a twig on a brainstorm, but you know, that's fine because they'll have games where it's really fun because they'll get like six turnovers and give up like 32 points. Like the most boomer bust team I've ever seen, but yeah, I mean, overall, um, they, there's not much I would actually change, like coaching wise, player wise, personnel wise. I, I think the guys that they have in the schemes and the system are good. Um, and right. the longer that they play in it, the, the better it's going to be. I, I made the comparison in our uh, Ponderosa, you know, it's do you want to buy a new expensive bottle of wine that you may not like, or do you want to continue to make the wine that you have? So that it can get better, you know, it's two sides of the coin. Yeah, uh, talking ground game, we can kind of. Mikey Dukes no longer with the program. He's in. He's in the portal. Um, 
as you were kind of doing, I kind of crunched the numbers <clears throat> between the running backs that are that got significant carries, Naquan Wright, Kwan Powell, Kelly Joyner. Um, so they had 280 carries combined this season. Um, they rushed for 1,168 yards, which is good for 4.17 yards per carry. Now in the NFL, that's fine. College football, less than ideal. And I don't know if it's the offensive line or the skill at the running back. I, I, I think all of these guys are capable of running better than that. Kiwan Powell was under four yards of carry. Kelly Joyner was exactly at four and Nate one right was at 4.4. Um, and, you know, some weeks Nate one right was just, he just didn't have it and just didn't play. So I think the consistency of the run game is going to open up this offense even further. And uh, Byron Brown, God bless him. He can't have 203 carries again next season. Like it just can't happen. Like the guy, you're you're gonna break the guy. Like I think USF got so lucky that he was able to stay quote unquote healthy or healthy enough to play this season because I don't think the backup situation was ideal. Uh, especially, you know, Gary Bohannon was just he was just never gonna play USF again. Like that is just cut and dry. I know like during the middle of the season, they're like, Where's where's Gary? Guy's never suiting up for USF again. Not going to happen. And then Bryce Archie, good backup. Izzy Carter, not ready yet. So keeping Byron upright is going to be priority, and I think they're going to continue to look for offensive linemen or figure out a five that they have. They're only losing Donovan Jennings so far from the starting offensive line. And they they have they now have guys because of all the injuries and how they've had to piecemeal the offensive line. They now have guys with some experience that can kind of figure out where they want to slot in. Um, I think RJ Perry started left guard in the ball game, if I'm not mistaken. So like they'll have to figure it out. I think that's and uh and they will. Yeah, they I something. think I think some more explosiveness at running back would be helpful. Yeah, I'm not sure if that comes from a young guy playing or a recruit or a transfer, but I think um, it seems like there are other positions that are priorities for them. And the transfer portal skill positions on offense don't seem to be up there, I wouldn't think. So, uh, yeah, but some explosiveness at running back would be helpful. I think that, like, you see when Tennessee really has it rolling, they've got some guys that can hit the second level and then, then like go. And uh, really we we saw Naquan Wright get out a few times. That's not really his game. Um, but uh, uh, some more explosiveness at running back would be helpful. And obviously, yeah, better play up front from the offensive line, uh, particularly through the middle, uh, the very middle. But I think it'll, I think it'll get better as guys get uh you got some young guys Take playing the there the, the the middle the guys get uh older and and more used to playing those positions so I agree um with that I think we we put a nice little bow on this part of the 2023 South Florida Bulls football season we'll be back um Probably next week, 
maybe we'll do a Ponderosa this week as we kind of get some get our ducks and rows we head toward the second signing day. Um, and then baseball, softball, golf, basketball's in full swing. I think men's basketball's what went five in a row, six in a row, five in a row, or is it five in a row? So we're getting getting into the full swing of it. Um, we were we were inside baseball here. We recorded the Blog Boy Roundtable first, and Steve and I were just absolutely seething at the overtime uh, versus Charlotte for women's basketball. Um, may, we'll have some thoughts in the Ponderosa about what women's basketball. Is. Oh, I've already <laughs> laid them. I've already laid my <laughs> thoughts out there. <laughs> Good, because uh, it's been brutal. Um, so we'll we'll discuss that and uh and much more and yeah thanks for tuning in thanks for listening thanks for subscribing you guys have been great this season it's been a lot of fun winning is fun i remember it well um let's keep the momentum going uh and let's have let's have a fun spring season folks with that go bulls go bulls go bulls